Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, with my buddies Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. An extremely special guest. Probably our best episode we've had so far. I mean that that's better even than the Melvin Gordon interview. Come on, Frank Frank Lamping's back with us. Good, Frank, good well, afternoon. Good doing? Boom shakalaka. I'm doing great. Nice. Hey, Andy's not exaggerating. We got a lot of good feedback. I had a, a couple people reach out to me, people who didn't know much about you, maybe not from Union Grove, and said, you know, that episode where Frank was on. I love that guy. I could listen to him tell Packers stories all day. Oh my gosh. So yeah, <laughs> it was. It was all positive. Well, that's we nice to hear. So, thank you, thank yeah, you guys. You did a good job. Yeah, we definitely got a spike. They're like, when are you guys gonna get off this so we can get Frank? In? Yeah, they just want to hear they Frank. Want, they don't want to hear us anymore. When's Frank coming back? Yeah, get the, that asked that a lot. The, actually, the people are calling for it. We just gotta oh, give yeah. the people what they want. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So, what have you been up to this summer? Um, I recently retired, which was um, awesome. I've uh, going through treatment. You made it. Yeah. Going through treatments and stuff, and I, I'm trying to uh, get myself better. And uh, been good the last three weeks. Ten weeks before that, I'd get a blood transfusion or a platelet transfusion every week, every Wednesday. But the last three weeks, things are going well, and I haven't had to have one. So it's been a good summer. So I'm uh, things are okay right now. So well, not only that, we've had you. Know, Packer Hall of Fame member, but now, what's what's the latest award you've added to your to your illustrious well, shelf? <laughs> <laughs> the Community State Bank of Union Grove, uh, they gave me an award for community service, which is amazing. Which very, uh, I am humbled and honored by it, and well deserved. Uh, well, you won't say it. I'll say it. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, thanks. I don't know about that, but the craziest thing is. They named it the Frank Lamping Community Service Award, and it'll be handed out annually. And uh, it, it was, we just had the um, ceremony on Thursday, and I, I could not believe how many people came. It had to be well over 100 people. Awesome. You know, on a, on a Thursday evening, it was a nice night. But anyways, they all came, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just humbled. I can't, I can't believe it. I'm just me doing my thing and trying to, trying to help the community and like I mentioned in my at the bank that uh, community to me means family and I try to make my family better as much as I can by contributing whatever I can do but uh, anyways it was it was an amazing award and I'm, I'm very very honored very honored yeah congrats thank you very I don't much think the community could pick a, a better person to, to name it after so yeah seems you know it just reinforces why you deserve the award because you're so modest and humble about all of this and i think that just you well know, thanks I, I i don't I, I i like i said i'm just me doing my thing and uh i, I don't want to brag about any of it I, I just do it you know so but anyways thank that, you thank yeah. you very much for the compliments so as the as the honoree for the first annual frank lamping community award winner yes. how did you uh did you make sure that it ended on time so people could get back to the? I had a lot game? of folks uh, in the crowd telling me, Frank, it's uh, it's getting to be ten to seven. You better start <laughs> <laughs> closing this up and stop, you know, ending this. Um, 
and and then it was getting to be seven, and it ended up being perfect. I, I got home, everything was fine, and uh, obviously we'll talk about the game, but the game was even uh, icing on the cake by far. Sure. Yeah, quite the day. What a way to open the NFL season. Frank, oh, Frank so, Lamping Award, and then, of course, we'll so talk about you, so it. You, so you made it back in time to see the start of the opening kickoff? Yeah, they, and, and as you guys probably remember, they, they del- the, the game was delayed a little bit. It probably didn't really start until like 7.28 or 7.30, yeah. something like that. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, so they uh, they held the game open for me a little bit, I I think. That's what I told everybody. Oh, you yeah, probably, most you, likely. Do you have like a bad phone? You called it in and be like, hey, guys, we need Hold to. On. I'm a you, little late. I got to. Well, you've run into Goodell. You probably just called this direct line, oh. and he's like, hold on. Yeah, we can, we'll can. we delay it 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> you got right, a good hey, memory run, on you. Run another skit. <laughs> Frank's not ready to go yet. <laughs> He's got a red landline phone at home. <laughs> yep. It's like, like yeah. Roger Goodell. The, the Frank phone. phone. The Frank phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's been talking about Antonio Brown nonstop, and we have to address this, so I'm going to pose a question. So speaking of the microcosm, like the anti-integrity <laughs> slash well, community statesman. Well, that's why. Brown. Just because we have to get it out of the way before we talk Packers. So I'm going to pose a question to you guys about Antonio Brown, just, okay. just to get this out of the way. So, best case scenario, if he behaves and stays with the Patriots all year, the Patriots, they win the AFC, they go to the Super Bowl. My question is, who covers him in the Super Bowl? Jari Alexander or <laughs> Kevin King? Oh, geez. Maybe safety help with Amos or Savage? I'm thinking Alexander just shadows him. Yeah, so I think so. That'd have to be Alexander. Okay, right? yeah, Alexander. Cause I mean, they got a lot of weapons now, though, so it's a lot to cover with that team. Okay, because that, that's all I wanted about. you're worried about. about. That was all I was worried about is just, you know, we're going to have to worry about this guy. What about uh, Tony Brown? Come Tony Brown? The mm-hmm. the. I think Allen Robinson got all of his yards against Tony Brown. Right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a mismatch, but... <laughs> I guess Yikes. now, obviously, I'm just joking about that. But th- let's get into the uh, actual Packers-Bears game. That uh, What a way to start the season. Uh, I guess, what are your guys' initial thoughts after that game? I mean, <laughs> people, right, no, come on. Pizza, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I loved that game. I loved it. It, it was a little Actually, sloppy really at times it was sloppy, with but... penalties. There's quite a few penalties both ways. But... I mean, you could definitely see a showing of not playing any of the preseason. So. Yeah, that like makes week, me kind of wonder. I mean, a lot of the NFL today was kind of crazy. Like, there was a lot of scoring, or it was just very sloppy, I felt, around the NFL, because we watch Red Zone. And I don't know, it kind of makes me worried that people, that teams don't take the preseason seriously. At least they should play at least one game, I feel, because the beginning of that game was, was rough to watch, for sure, for both teams. Defenses are always ahead of the game. It's not as much, probably... Play, play calling like adjustments wise for offenses seem a little a little tougher and kind of need that rhythm where defenses kind of just go off of what the offense do so they're usually ahead but yeah it kind of makes me worried a little bit like I think teams need to kind of take the preseason a little bit more seriously not to a big extent but I don't know but you, you don't want anybody to get hurt I mean that's the reason right. obviously mm-hmm. why they don't do it and Jordy got hurt in the preseason what, a few five years ago, something yeah. like that, and uh, screwed up a lot of things. But uh, it, I agree with you. It really puts the offense behind. Mm-hmm. You know, they practice, but that isn't even close to being the same as game time. No. You know, no. um, yeah, but, game speed's completely different. Yeah, and it's it's compl- there is none. There is no 
nobody even comes in. The first string doesn't even come in and play no. at and, all. And I guess in fairness to uh, LaFleur, he did want to play the starters in the Raiders game, but of course, you know. 80-yard field. and Yeah, sending these games. Back tightness. To other countries, <laughs> yeah. It's back to third and fourth grade football. <laughs> once they all, once all the Packers, you know, higher ups looked at the field. That's when Lafleur decided no starters are playing. Why risk, you know, Devonte Adams running a route over a patch of end zone where he turns an ankle or a knee? So let's go back to that game. Do you have you seen anything in your lifetime worse than that field? I guess any kind of game that you can you can remember. Uh, and I've, I'm not beating up on the Bears, but I like to. But <laughs> the the Bears probably, I don't know, I don't even know when they changed, but about 20 years ago or more, um, they used to have the city of Chicago ran ran the field, right. and it was a cow pasture. <laughs> that was, I, and I I'm not I hate the Bears, but I'm I it truly was a cow pasture. The other one that I can think of was Philadelphia when they played on the Phillies field. And they had AstroTurf, and they had great big, like where the pitcher's mound was and, you know, first base or whatever. It was really, people Just really got hurt on that field. There's, yeah. uh, that was a bad, bad field. But I've never seen anything like that where they have to play on 80 yards. And how can the NFL plan for a game to be up in Winnipeg? And not go and see what's going on with the field and try, okay, we got to get this covered up properly or whatever. And not get it taken care of. Yeah, how, how, many weeks, not? how many weeks beforehand you had time well, like, to, to work on it? Well, I mean, the Packers to play that Hall of Fame game. They were supposed to do the preseason. And we, had the, we were part of that same right, debacle yeah. where, yeah. That's right. where they're trying to do the special paint. And then they did the, what, I think you mentioned it, the infamous heat guns to try to dry paint on a... And it melted. On a synthetic field that just melted stuff melted together. The pellets, yeah. I forgot about it's that. Like, so and, I'll see that game and, and then raise you Winnipeg. And last year, the the Chiefs-Rams, that crazy shootout, that was supposed to be played in Mexico City, and they had oh, to right. cancel. So they just can't quite get this stuff right. And yeah, it's like, why did they wait until last minute? It's like they didn't even realize it was an issue with the goalpost being moved until right up until game time. That's what it seemed like. And, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I don't understand. The NFL has a lot of money and a lot of money involved with everything yeah. for, and that's why they're doing this. So they get more money and more fans in Winnipeg right. or Mexico or whatever. And they don't spend the money to go check everything out and make it right. And, and it, you know, you got million dollar players, obviously. And like you said, you turn our ankle on a, a goofy goalpost where it was, it, it not it's not good. I don't understand that. The crazy side story I think was it was interesting because it was supposed to be a home game in Oakland, and they play at the baseball field, and the Athletics had a home game, and usually they would shift it around or like reschedule mm-hmm. it on behalf of the NFL. But Oakland basically just stuck at the NFL because I mean they're going to Vegas, right? They're like you yeah. go figure it out. Yeah, this is going to be our stadium. When I think back to the Bears fields, like they had that turf, and Jim McMahon. Who, who did he? Who, who did he take a hit from? He took that body slam. Char, uh, Charles Martin. Charles yeah, Martin. The hit he took, Yeah, on that turf too. Uh, yeah, he he really like body slammed him well after the play. Him. That was t- that was the worst play as a Packer fan that I I ever saw. And I, I at the time I go, oh my God, we're not the Oakland Raiders, are we? I, <laughs> that that was just. Just I, I, it hurt really you watching know, that, that play. That I comment hate. still stands today. We're not the Oakland Raiders. Like there you go. <laughs> you That's don't right. want to run your team just like them. <laughs> right. I tell you, but that body slam that that you get you get hurt enough in the NFL playing football. Their guys are so big and fast and quick. 
and not to not I and if a guy gets hurt, he gets hurt. But if he gets hurt doing something like having that done to him by a packer besides, it, it really did. That crushed me for years. I thought, oh my God, I can't I can't believe what I saw. Well, but anyways, yeah, you get slammed on the on the soldier field well, over there. Well it's like Aaron Rodgers when he broke his collarbone uh, against the Vikings. Like I was upset and that was like borderline late. I mean the hit on McMahon was like five seconds after oh, the yeah, play was over. Was terrible. If that happened to Aaron Rodgers now, I mean, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, like, there's famously that picture of, of him with that hit list on his towel. Yeah, he's got all the numbers. So, yeah. Right. They had just won the Super Bowl, yeah. and that's probably the reason they didn't. I don't know if they would have won it, but that's why they didn't go again. Right. McMahon yeah. was out, and yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, it, that had really hurt I, as a Packer fan. I thought, we're better than that, but we weren't, obviously. I guess, if anything, it's only fueled the rivalry right. that much more. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the rivalry kind of lately took took a hit. Like, everybody seemed, like, friendly, and now it kind of uh, seems like it's getting back to the teams kind of hating each other, which people hate, hate. But but it seems more like a rivalry now. Like, that last game, it was those Packer players are pretty pumped when they won that They're both getting better. That's why. Yeah. You know, for the 80s, the Packers were terrible and in the 90s Packers were good and now the the zeros Packers were better than the Bears but Bears uh I hate to say it their defense is good but so oh, is yeah. ours yeah. but yeah. uh that that you have to have two good teams to have the rivalry going and I I'll, I'll be real quick but I remember going I was at a Lambeau Field and we were playing the Vikings and uh we're sitting in front of two Packer fans a young young couple and they got talking and stuff and they said oh man we just hate the Vikings. I, and I said, oh, so do I. But I said, I'm born and bred to hate the Bears. They are the, I hate them more than any team in yeah. the NFL. And they just couldn't believe that. But at the time of, of that statement that I told them, the, uh, the Bears kind of stunk. So the rivalry wasn't there. But now it's back. It's back, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, John Kuhn was doing the uh, sideline reporting, and he said he felt like it was louder on Thursday than the NFC Championship game there. Oh, wow. It seemed yeah. really loud. Which, I mean, well, the, the NFC Championship game was in cold. Louder when they were booing? <laughs> when they were, <laughs> it wasn't cold weather, so that always takes things down a oh, little true. A true. bit. Yeah, but yeah, he said it, it was, like they were really like riled up and ready to go for that game. So the crowd was insane for that first, I don't know, half a quarter, and then it died down. And I felt like Rodgers could finally like make his play calls. It got a little bit easier. Granted, that time, the, the clock situation drove me nuts the whole game, but we can get into that a little bit more. But like the momentum started to it's, change. It's like you think LaFleur is part of the Andy Reid tree and not the Sean McVay tree. But anyway, continue. No, yeah. So after the first quarter, they what, had negative 16 yards. Yeah. But Rodgers really came down and, and showed what he could do in that offense. Yep. And, it's, and I think what was interesting was Lafleur really showed how he'll go away from something. Like McCarthy, I felt, never went away from a run game. Like he would always just keep plugging away. is like, okay, we got to open this up. We got to do so. We got to get a big play. And that's what he did with, with the Marquez Valdez-Scanlis. That's exactly right. I mean, that, that really was the only drive that they had, too. Right. I mean, they had the field goal near the end there, but uh, it was the only real drive that they had. And it was like you said, it was one big play, and then Jimmy Graham in the end zone. So I mean, uh, yeah, I think it was like a four play drive, and that was it. Because the the crowd was so into the game because the defense was just, right. It was three nothing, and Rogers was sacks under already. pressure like oh, every time he dropped back. Yes, he just got right. swarmed over. That's why, like you were saying, we gotta give the Bears credit. Their defense is fierce. Even some of these guys like. 
backup D linemen were playing well. They had that. I don't even know who he is. Robertson, Roy, the hyphenated name guy. Yeah, he's like a backup D line. I've. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to the Bears. Like their front four is as advertised. It's probably crazy. The, it's probably the and, toughest front four we're gonna see. And their linebacker. I thought there was a couple plays where I'm with you. Aaron Jones. It looked like had a hole, and then it was that uh, Roquan Smith would just closed came flying down. in and just closed it. Yeah. Where it looked like that could be a big gain, and so it's nice to see though that uh, we have the defense to go toe to toe with them because that's that hasn't been the case in quite a while. Absolutely right. I, and just like you said, that um, the fans were crazy when it was 3 nothing, and nothing with Packers couldn't get anything going. And, and uh, I apologize to jump ahead a little bit, but That's okay. then all of a sudden. Oh, we're going to jump all around here. It's <laughs> well, yeah, no. It's 7-3, and the Bears are punting about four, five, six times. And the Boobers, I thought, holy cow, Game already? One. Yeah. Right away? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I, I'm, ha- I'm so happy. Those are Bear fans, right? Makes me I, happy. <laughs> I think some of it is, uh, where I work is about half Bears fans, half Packers fans. There's a ton of people from Illinois who who work there. And uh, I I feel like from just stuff they were saying, they really bought into the fact that Trubisky was going to take the next step under Nagy and that combined with that defense they were going to be this just juggernaut of a team and i think most well, fans the, yeah so like the way the season ended they all just assumed that they were a kicker away from super bowl and well they, they got not, the field goal they I mean, got they, the, did. they did and then they gave up then they didn't want to go to the field goal i thought which drove i was like why aren't you going in this type of game sweet sweet you kicking a field goal? nobody sweet, sweet karma yeah yeah th- get three when you can right sweet sweet karma was the fact that he finally hit the field goal 30 whatever and, it was yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Felt relief. They showed his dad. It was the whole big story. I thought, oh man, that's odd pressure. And then immediately, gets the illegal kickoff nope. where he kicks it out of bounds. Oh yeah, that yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He kicked out of bounds the next play. It's just boom, like their immediate high of like, yes, we got a kicker, and then immediate low of like, oh, oh man, man, he can't even kick off. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I mean the Bears outgained us in yards. They did better on third down actually. Mm-hmm. I mean they they did. A lot better than us in a lot of venues, but defensively, I felt like near the end of the game, our defense really picked it up. They had so many QB pressures, but I think between the Smiths, they had, I think, five or six between both. I think it was six. Three each. So three each of both of them. They had two and a half sacks between them two. Like Those Smiths are what I think we got the guys that we need on the edge. You know, and and obviously I loved Clay Matthews and... Perry was always getting hurt, so he was not very well. But the Smith boys, they're much faster, much quicker. They're younger. I agree with you. I mean, our our three main free agents that we got, the Smith brothers and the uh, Amos. and Amos picking it off, huge. huge. I yeah. mean, that's that's what you're paying these guys for, right. and that's why you know you you get the free agents. You're thinking, oh man, you paid a lot for these guys. Obviously, it's only the first game, but still, they did what they're supposed to do. And I, that made me very happy. Very. I, happy. I, I think the versatility you see from like Zadarius, my adopted Packer, but yeah. Zadarius Smith, and even Preston Smith. I think what you saw, and I think I'm probably stealing this from you, Mike. What the void that we kind of lost with Nick Perry and like Clay, just the the what we thought were decent linebackers, and now we get these guys in. It just shows how much we were missing over the last like three years or so. Yeah. And even like I think to pile on to that, Aaron Rodgers in a press conference said. We did we did free agency. But it's about time we get people in their prime or right on the verge of hitting into their their 
Definitely. The threshold or the peak Definitely. of their career yeah. versus the tail end of it. Yes, that's exactly it. We got these guys who are ascending that hopefully we're getting them as they're kind of entering their, their prime. prime. And yeah, I love Zedaria Smith for the fact that we haven't really had a guy who can do what he does. Uh, I found it interesting after listening to the game and then watching it again, seeing exactly how they lined up. Zedaria Smith was everywhere. He'd be yeah. hand down, sometimes over like a guard he'd be on the edge standing edge with his hand down there were times kenny clark actually shifted outside wide of like zadarius remember that and i thought this is fantastic this defense just looks different i think because the pieces are there to do all these different things and And i think that's where you go back to ted thompson leaving too because gutenkunst is finally filling this team with players that petten can have and needs and and it's it's when you fit players to what the guy needs you you see the progress you see Patton's defense and it looks amazing and that's that's something too like you you kind of criticize the front front four or whatever i think it's what they run three three five actually it's technically yeah, i'd say they, there's a front six in front football six. now no more front seven yeah because you, you kind of criticized back. it i mean that that defensive line probably won that won the game ball for me i guess my only criticism was just the the lack of pass rush that they've generated by from some of these other guys true i'm, I'm talking about more the guys outside of kenny clark but, yeah, yeah but the, if they're good against the run that's fine because the smiths are so good that was the problem with i think the i still team. think they showed pressure against the bears i think they they definitely got home a few times more than i even anticipated that they they do i guess the the difference is uh like last season and a couple seasons before, Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels were our best pass rushers, and that's a problem when you run a 3-4. Yeah, right. And so this year, getting the, the Smiths, you can get away with Lowry and Adams going in there to play the run more. So true. I guess true. it's just I, we don't I, need D-line in That's true. I think another big thing with the Smiths is the tackles. Like the, These guys know how to tackle. They didn't miss tackles. And they did have a couple missed tackles to begin the game, but everything after that after that first quarter it was really sound like the tackling was great like they Mm -hmm. didn't miss tackles there wasn't it was just that's something that really drives me nuts when guys don't hit hit people and actually you know so i thought that was another plus to see right away is they're actually making tackles and not giving up two or three more yards well and like you said with uh, also the secondary with jari jari and king and the other guys back there amos I, I'm very, that helps the pass rush, mm-hmm. helps everything. And so, I mean, it's not the perfect defense, but they're playing like a, a good D. They got yeah. a good defense. You know, it isn't like, like you mentioned earlier, in the old days, our offense, we'd have to score, you know, 30, 40 points to try to win. Now we got a defense, and thank goodness, we won 10 to 3 against the Bears. If we didn't have that defense, I don't know what would have happened because our yeah. offense just, struggled the obviously you got the, the number game, one yeah. defense so i mean that's mm-hmm. a, against the bears so i mean that's tough situation to start with and like we mentioned before nobody uh, goes and plays preseason anymore but with that defense it's not perfect by any means but it's pretty doggone good yeah they got athletes on there and that's what they need they got young guys who are ready to play savage look great oh, oh god yes yeah, you're right amazing rashawn gary only played six snaps but he got was pre- it only six? I wow. think so. He got pressure on two of them, though. Because <laughs> he actually it's more pressure it. than he well, did in the preseason. He played <laughs> like 100% of the snaps, right? Well, like, well, the final stat line was like got five sacks overall. Mm-hmm. And you like to see it because 
what I think Kazaria Smith got one. Blake Blake had his. Blake That's had, good to see. Blake Kevin yeah. King had one. Kevin King had one. Preston Smith had a, a second half. Clark got credit for ha- the other half of that one. I mean. That was one of the plays love it. where they brought uh, a defensive back to blitz was they have Kenny Clark on the edge to draw the left tackle, and then Savage came by like yeah. untouched, uh, and Trubisky got rid of the ball, but stuff like that. It's just all these things that I think we couldn't quite pull off in years past So that's of personnel. Plus, I love to see how excited that even Aaron Rodgers, like he didn't have a great game. He... The offense wasn't quite clicking. They had that one really great drive, but they were struggling all night. His offensive line wasn't the greatest, but that's a tough front four. Their front six they were seeing. Yeah, there you go. But I loved how <laughs> I loved how change your mindset. I loved how excited um, he was for like Mike Pettin and realized yeah, and even and even him. and immediately went into the press conference talking about like they want to talk about the offense. He's like, no, no, we got to talk about this defense. How about that? And then kind of went in and talked about the free agents and things like that. But he loves seeing how excited this team is and how even grateful or excited, even Aaron, like the leader of the team, is, is to see this kind of success that the, the defense is having. Um, yeah. So I don't feel like he's a believer. In the, it was definitely a statement game coming in, opening opening session or opening game of the of the season and being on front of the world and, and kind of showing up. Uh, not to over overestimate this and, and realize that this is just one game, yeah. one microcosm. I mean, Bears did not play a good game. Like That was, no. a, that was a pathetic of a of offensive showing, um, play calling even. Like the third and one call, I think we talked about it today. But that Cordell Patterson, like you have your, your running backs or whatever else, and you're going to run him. I also, yeah, they also, uh, you know, they came away twice where they did drive down deep and then not get any points, the Amos interception. But also, they went for it on fourth and 10. And I don't oh, know if that's, that was the field goal. I don't know right. if that's where 51 yard field yep, goal. They were mm-hmm. afraid to, yeah, have the kicker go in. But that's one of those situations where Trubisky showed his lack of experience because on fourth and 10, he took off running. And if you're going to run on fourth and 10, you better be sure you're getting. And that's the huge knockdown him is that he tucks it and runs too fast. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't look and he missed wide open guys. That's a, on fourth that. and 10. If oh, you're going to go feet. for it, you're better off just throwing a jump ball to Allen Robinson than scrambling for a couple of yards because right. the defense well, closed on him. That one that Allen Robinson was just wide open. He's just jumping or whatever else. They're looking at he's exacbated on, on the <laughs> side. They're just like, come on. But it isn't with Aaron, you know, praising the defense. It's nice to think that this is the first time since 2010 where I feel like the defense could be better than the offense. That's something we never see. It's always can Aaron Rodgers win games for us late is usually the MO that's yeah. been the Packers. So I, I guess let's be real. Before we get into offense, <laughs> let's be real. This is one game. This was Trubisky looking the worst he probably ever has. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next week they play the Vikings. Is this defense going to be able to stop what the Vikings have? Because I think the Vikings might be a little bit more talented quarterback and maybe skill player wise than I Bears. would agree. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta put some. You give credit to the defense, but you gotta give credit to the defense. Even though Trubisky didn't have a great game, he didn't have hard. He was under pressure. That's a lot. true. Yeah. So I mean, just like you said, play calling wasn't the greatest. His he wasn't throwing very well, but still. He was under pressure a lot, and that's something we Not we never to. had. The Packers <laughs> haven't had for a long yeah. time, so I, that'll help. I don't know. I'm hoping. Obviously, I want to beat them, Vikings. <laughs> um, but uh, it, like you said, it's only one game, and I understand that. But it's it's good to have that one game under our belts. Yeah. with a win. Yeah. You know, I don't want to knock them, but I. I'm not going to say they're going to just be a good team in their own place for yeah, sure. That's so. right. It's at their place too. I mean, we got a black and blue division, right? Like the Lions have an improved defense. Like we obviously have a looks like a, an improved defense. Vikings are a stable defense, and the Bears are obviously phenomenal. 
But you're right, going into the Vikings, they are a much more potent offense. You got to believe Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than, than Trubisky is. The wide receivers are better in Thielen and Diggs. And then you're now seeing a Dalvin Cook. Running back, which. Don't I forget don't know. about BB. <laughs> oh, BB. Chad BB? Chad BB. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know the schedule makers—they don't do us any favor. Last year we opened with the Bears and then played the Vikings. Just the home and away were reversed, and we're doing that again this year. So it's tests right away, right out of the gate. So we'll see though at Lambeau. I'm I'm excited to see the defense play. Absolutely, it just feels like it's been so long. I want to see how they cover Thielen and Diggs and how they stop Cook. What is the next four at home? Uh, next three. three. Next three. Yeah. Four, uh, four to five are at home. So. Pretty, we catch nice. uh, we catch good defenses though we get you know the Broncos and Eagles after that so I mean going Bears Vikings Broncos Eagles that's all pretty pretty solid test for the uh, offense. Right. Speaking of the offense, you guys have any concerns? What do you think of the offense so far? I, I I'm not I'm not worried about it. Um, it it obviously it didn't it, you're playing against a number one D never played in preseason. I'm not worried about it yet, um, and it's it's a brand new offense. It's uh, it was Matt Lafleur's. Uh, he's called games before, but his first head coaching, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so it's uh, it's he even admitted that he made a lot of mistakes, and obviously he still will. But uh, I think they'll learn from this and be they'll get their timing down. I think they'll be. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean the Vikings today took care of a very potent Falcons offense yeah so Packers are going to be in for a test again Mm -hmm. is it weird though for one of my takeaways about the offenses I feel really good about Aaron Jones you wouldn't think so after the Bears game but Um, watching that like I was saying there was sometimes the linebackers just blew up plays and closed on holes but Aaron Jones hits those holes so quick oh yeah yeah he's pretty elusive and he he still gets positive yardage even when getting it's like first contact. It reminds me though. I think it's the first time, maybe since like Amon Green, that I Green. I've seen yeah. a running back that can hit the hole that fast and that hard. Well, he like has he, the takeaway speed as Green did too. Yeah, he really just like explodes into the holes. I know the the running lanes just weren't there, but I was thinking like I couldn't believe how fast he can accelerate on yeah. some of those plays. And they finally broke a couple, not for huge gains, right. but for chunks. Well, did he have like what thirty like, something? Yeah, like they pick up you know eight nine yards. Well, I think in, in good comparisons when you see Jamal Williams kind of. In, in complimentary work, what, got zero? Yeah, but, yeah, five for zero. But, yeah, Jones, I mean, he had a couple shoestring tackles that he was going to break it, though. So, I mean, there was a couple that he could have gone, you know, 20. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Jones is going to be fine. He averaged five yards a carry last year. You can't forget that. And he just right. played against the best defense possibly in the league, even now, you know. So, I mean, Baltimore Ravens might have done a little bit better, but – I don't know. They played Miami. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, the Bears Bears are going to be a good near the top 10 easily, maybe top five defense for the oh, whole yeah. year. So yeah. I think Aaron Jones is going to have some huge games for this team, and he's going to be a huge part of this team because that's Lafleur's offense is based off of running and tight ends. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about is oh, tight yeah. ends, how, the, how he used the tight ends. And Mercedes Lewis, like, is rejuvenated. I've heard, heard a kind of story about him, how he was close to retiring, actually. And he was on his, going to get on a plane to leave. And Gutenkunz called him back and ta- had a talk with him. And he, I guess he, he had gained a lot of weight to be the sixth blocker for McCarthy's offense. 
So he kind of lost the love. He kind of lost the love for the game. But then he was kind of told him what, what was going to happen. So he kind of came, he came back. He lost all the weight. And now look at what he did. He caught as much passes as he did last year already. And he looks more athletic out there. And he looks yeah. a lot better. And with all these tight ends, I mean, well, they, they were Ta- all utilized. Yeah, they got Tanya involved too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, he, it looks pretty much like they did with Chimura and, and West. Like, it looks pretty well, awesome. For, I mean, if you're going to. West? West, what? What well, am I thinking? Ed, well, Ed West? The I'm going to think of Ed West. Ed West? <laughs> you're going <laughs> a ways pistols? back. That's defensive end, though. <laughs> no, but you're right. They, uh, I did not know that story about Mercedes. That's awesome. That, uh, and I, now that you said it, it makes sense that he had put on weight for McCarthy's mm-hmm. offense. He was going to be a blocker. That's yeah. what we put you in there. That's, you know, if they're going to, if he's in there, it's going to run. Right. But no, he did good. He did very well. And Tanya and I liked the kid. Yeah. You know? His catch was clutch. That was huge. Just it's when a we big needed catch. it. Big catch. And I would like, just the way we were saying the defense, you know, it's nice to see all the versatility. I'd like to see more of, you know, it's not just Jimmy Graham's the pass catcher, Mercedes Lewis is the blocker, where it's so obvious what their roles mm-hmm. are that, you know, you want Mercedes Lewis to be running routes sometimes. You don't mm-hmm. want teams to just ignore him in the passing game. And know that they're going to run. Yeah. Or feel yeah. that 90% of the time they're going to run with him in there, but not no more. Yeah, it could be a little too predictable. I know mm-hmm. we felt like that sometimes recently watching games where we'd call out a play before it happened. <laughs> right. I'm with you. I, I, I told that to a few people. I said, here I am, just a regular human, and watching the game. Hall and I, of I Famer, go, come on. Oh, shush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell my wife, I go, uh, we're watching the game together. They said, they're going to run to the left or whatever. Mm-hmm. And not every time, but 85, 90% of the time I was right. And if I can figure that out, just think what these coaches are. They're getting millions of dollars yeah. to coach and understand and or watch all the film and understand football so much better than I do. They know, and they knew, mm-hmm. I should say. So I loved McCarthy, but he was getting just a little stale. But yep. that yeah, happened. I think but time this is nice to and... see now. Yeah, it's good to see. Like even the pre-snap movement and the movement crossing routes, like I felt like it was just a lot of people moving. Like once they snapped the ball, it was like, I don't know. It was just different. It was different watching because you've been so used to McCarthy's kind of straight routes mm-hmm. where now all of a sudden guys are moving and it just, it just looked a lot more fluid and a lot more smooth than anything else, even if the plays didn't work at times. But I felt like they moved the ball well at the end of that game. It's just they kind of stalled sometimes with penalties here and there and the play clock. And, they had a couple, a couple dumb timeouts. A couple, yeah, bad penalties. <laughs> there was one that erased a third down where Rodgers scrambled for it and it backed him way up. So, yeah. yeah, they had. There were moments where it's so, like if they could have cleaned it up a little bit, right? And that kind of makes you kind of hopeful in that when they play a defense that's not as good, I felt like they could have scored easily scored thirty points. Well, I'm, again, I'm, that's why. They'll get their timing down. Offense, like we said before, is always lagging behind the defense. So I'm not, I'm not worried about them uh, offensively. I, I pray to God they don't have to. But uh, um, I, I agree that they're they're different this year. I saw mm-hmm. the same same things that they're they're just different. And once they get their timing down, I think it's going to be uh, a, a lot better, a lot more scoring, a lot better offense running. Uh, yeah, running out of it. Offense is usually behind. Unless you're the Ravens. The Ravens go to win the preseason, and then they come up and show score <laughs> 60 points. I think it's more of a product of, of the Dolphins going all in on No, yeah, okay. On Dolphins again. Well, you got to remind me they play the that. Dolphins. The Ravens are on some sort of crazy, what is it, like 15-game winning streak in the preseason? You're right. <laughs> I have not heard that. I don't know how they do it, but... Everybody was worried when we, were, we lost. We were 1-1, one and one, and I go, the preseason doesn't mean a thing. Not yeah. at all. If you go back... 
remember when the Detroit Lions won four, all four of their preseason games. Oh, and, and they were 0-16 in yep. the regular season. So it does not matter. I think uh, Patriots lost all four of their games. They were 17-0 yeah. or 16-0 and whatever right. and lost two. Was that the same year? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, the the there Ly- was a one team. One the Lions zero right? sixteen year was the year I lived in Green Bay because I I went to the game at Lambeau up for my birthday and that was <laughs> the game to make the Lions zero sixteen. Okay, nice. so that was two thousand eight. Was that season. Flynn when he threw like five touchdowns? No, no, that was a different. Game. That was a different. That was against the Lions though. Yeah, it was. Okay, That's my mind's we, my mind's. So I have one more question for you guys. <laughs> like, Sorry, in the game we can kind of move on and talk about more predictions. <laughs> yeah. So when we go to the game, like we're talking about back of the game with the, against the Bears. Was anybody else a little bit frustrated in the idea that we kept stalling and we're, we're kind of hitting the, the defensive wall and things like that? Why didn't we do more of the quick approach? Like, I still feel like that's still reminiscent when you, when you were begging for it, even in the McCarthy era, and even now, when, you, when you're facing that, that aggressive um, front six that you saw with the Bears, mm-hmm. why didn't we see more of the, of the quick slants, quick outs, let them come in, like the screens, that's perfect for that type of, like that type of, um, pressure that you're seeing, and I still saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers holding onto the ball for a long time. Yeah. I'll hang up and and listen to you guys. This <laughs> well, I, my thing is, what you know, you got this this best defense you're playing against, and I agree they need to snap the ball and get that play going because they wait to the last one or two seconds to snap the ball. Ugh. They the defense knows. I mean, they know what's going on, and if you have every play, they can just tee off. So I mean, just. Uh, just get the uh, change it up a little bit, and that yeah. was one thing that I thought they were going to try to clean up this year was try to get to the line of scrimmage faster. Obviously, it was the first game, but still, I I was watching that. And I'm going, holy cow! Will you snap? I think they even got some away with some snaps because I'm watching a clock and oh my, yeah, you know, going back and zero. It's zero. How did we not get a penalty <laughs> on that thing? And there there was a few moments in the game where they did hurry up where Rogers would, you know, snap it. And there was like right away to like MVS just to kind of disrupt the bears timing. But yeah, they didn't stick with it longer term. I just remember a lot of times, even like, I think early McCarthy eras or even like the early, like Cobb years where you would get those quick slants that you would take it up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, or you'd even get when you had the like Jermichael Finley years where you could have him seep up the middle and you get those quick routes um, it just puts the defense on notice that they can't just all out. And I think once they kind of read into that, I don't know, again, if it's some of the stuff where Aaron's just trying to create stuff later on, um, a little bit audible, a lot of stuff that gets called in. I'm just not sure. It just thinks mm-hmm. you could do a little bit more off-balance stuff. And I'll take it more of offensive not being in sync, some of the preseason stuff we're getting into. It's a new um, LeFleur offense type of thing. I was just, again, as a fan, you're like – because you, you saw some of it work, like you saw some of the quick slants work, and we're moving the ball up, especially on that drive. I think that was a lot of a lot quicker offense seemed to work, and then we went right back to kind of like the slow it down thing. I don't. I think defensive has defenses that have changed so much since. I mean, really, when even when we were kids, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but they when have. I was young. When I was young. <laughs> when I was a kid. But hey, I, that, hey, that was a different era. Of football it was now. a different era, but it. I think it's changed so much in that those defenses really back back when we watched when we were kids, you know, what was that, 15, 20 years ago, let's say. Um, those defense kind of, they didn't move as much. Where now now you have defensive tackles moving back yeah. into coverage. You have linebackers moving up and down. You have safeties playing up. You have six safeties out there at times. So Ra- I just think Green. it's harder to, to get those lanes, those quick lanes, yeah. like the Jamarco Finley quick lane, where there would probably be a guy right there. So maybe that's why. 
would would Raven Green have ever played linebacker twenty years ago? <laughs> no, like that's the new NFL. No, you put a safety at linebacker. I like Ronnie Lack could have played linebacker. Probably, <laughs> he did well, in the backfield. Well, you talk about that 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 uh, um, defensives moving. A while back, I'd watched some defenses, not ours, that would actually the line. You wouldn't know if they're going to be blitzing or not. They'd come in. They'd fake it and they'd go out, wow, or, you know, and the, it really screwed up the uh, the quarterback. Didn't really know where they're coming from in the mm-hmm. offensive line. We never did that. We I, I don't remember, hardly remember, but I was watching the defense this time. They're coming in, Martinez or whoever Smith or they're coming in and out, and it it messes them up a little bit instead yeah. of just oh here we go, this five guys are coming and four guys are coming. They change it up, and I always said they're professionals. They they gotta they're getting paid a lot of money. They got to be able to understand that you can fake them out a little bit, and I'm really happy. I know that's very simple, but it's it's uh, it's much better than it was. I, I I like that a lot. But I think it's much better because you have the correct personnel for the defense, where it wasn't like that from for the last what ten years almost it since hurt. since the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, because uh, like you said, uh, Ted put us in a, in a bind for all them years. I forget, I apologize, but I should remember, but is it 15 or 16? We don't have anybody from those that year or two years on the the, team. Mm -hmm. And we we drafted uh, cornerbacks and safeties, and none of them are with us anymore. I mean. But they're working in other places because that defense fits them. Yeah, Demarius Randall starts for the Browns now. That's a good point. Casey Hayward, he's having a great year. You got to I mean, understand. He had a great couple of years with the Chargers. So. Got to understand what, what you need. Yeah. Exactly. What type of player you need. It's exactly. That's perfect. Would you guys like, I know this is kind of changing topic, but would you like an update on the NFC North standings? Yeah. Okay, so Packers and Vikings are tied for first at 1-0. The Bears are in fourth at 0-1, and the Lions are right in the middle with a tie. They tied, oh, they tied today. They tied, oh. they tied the Cardinals. Oh, I love it. We, My got, God. Our, we got our first tie. <laughs> How Ky- in the world did Kyler they tie? Murray led a comeback where they uh, they each kicked the field goal in overtime, and they tied. Oh, my God. So Why can't we get away from Lions, ties? <laughs> Lions 0-0-1. They got to change that. I, I, if it happens again, they have to change the ties. We can't have ties. The Packers have this isn't soccer. tied the Vikings this isn't hockey. twice recently. Yeah. <laughs> you want to oh, just play, man. bud? Yeah. Really? So, yeah, so there you go. I just looked. I'm like, zero. How's that game still on? 7.30. Oh, man. Uh, but one one area we didn't address with the game, special teams. That's been an area of concern, especially with kick returns more than anything. But punting, too, a little bit. J.K. Scott was fantastic. Ooh. In a in a field position game, he got off some great punts. That one 60-yard? 60 yards. He boomed him. That guy, uh, he really came on. I love, I love J.K. Scott now, especially when they do the still frames of how flexible. Oh my god, his leg is just it's straight, straight up. Straight up, and he's like six six. <laughs> yeah, and his other leg doesn't leave the ground. Yeah, he's not. I one mean, of those. I used to punt, and I don't know how he does it. He doesn't even think about leaving the ground. And like you said, the slow motion uh, shot that they showed, man, man's, man's body's not supposed to. Move <laughs> no, yeah, I'd be ripped I know, in I, half. I know, I. I I, I wince a little bit just watching. Yes. Him. I mean, I can reach my toes. <laughs> yeah, Some yeah. days. I mean, Some I'd days. probably pull a neck muscle trying to tie my shoes, but. I was a little worried about him, though, in the preseason. Because he had a that. couple punts that were, we needed a good punt, and it was only like 35, 38 yards, and I was, I'm going, oh, my God, I hope he's, you know, I, I don't want to see that during the season yeah. so much. But he did. He came through wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I'm really happy with. With all around, I feel like 
other than the offense. I mean, they had their moments, but what did you yeah, say? Did he, did he look like a Who character? Yeah, he looks like a Who character. J.K. Scott, <laughs> a six-year-old <laughs> Who character. He's a kid. Dr. He's the Lorax, <laughs> but and also Mason Crosby. That, oh, yeah. I mean, he kicked it right down the field. I mean, right down the center, which was awesome, and obviously made that as you know you get worried about him. He missed that extra point the last game, and he kicked off. Uh, get it out of here. Don't yeah. even let mm-hmm. them think about getting a, a return at all for the most part. Yeah, at least we have a kicker. Down south, they don't. Yeah. Well, I guess they do, but we we don't know. We'll see out west uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah, Mason. Mason's gonna go down as a real great all-time Packer. Don't let don't let the occasional he had that bad Lions game last year. Don't don't let that tarnish though. Like all the good years with the Packers. I watched a game with a with a um, Kelly's friend, and she really just said, "I hate Mason Crosby." I'm like, "Why? He's been why? Because he's had one bad year? Like really?" I mean, he has the, competition because he has. They have to bring in some kind of competition for the guy. He he has to talk to somebody. Otherwise, he's just standing on I, the side because he's a kicker. In in a week where we saw Vinatieri <laughs> what miss three, yeah, three or four field goals. I mean, yeah, he's consistent and he can kick in bad weather. And that's what I was just gonna say. He's kicking on mm-hmm. real grass in bad weather. Some of the worst out there. I mean, the Bears kicker has that too. But Minnesota, Detroit, and the North, they, they got they're indoors. Yeah. So, I mean, the wind swirling at Lambeau, I mean, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's very, very consistent, absolutely. Never forget that Cowboys playoff game from a couple of years oh, ago. I know. In That's Dallas, why I brought up right away. He hit those two huge field goals, 50-plus yards. And Whoa. he just stepped up. And the one they called uh, timeout, and it didn't count, and he drilled it again. Like, that, that stuff, that, that's tough under... Intense oh, yeah. pressure right. yes. to win games like that. So I'm, a, I'm Team Mason all the way forever. Always. Until he misses four field goals, set him out. No, I'm not turning on him. <laughs> Never. So the, the final thing about the game that I was going to ask is, player or coach, who would get your game ball? Like specific? Or yeah, just, you, yeah okay. you got you to gotta pick one person. If you need a minute to think about it, I could go I first. I have mine. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay. okay. You start, Andy. I think this was this was Mike Patton's coming out party. Yeah, I think he got that was the, my I, answer too. I think the scheming and and his planning, he was he was ready for this game. He Matt Nagy in that offense was not comfortable. Matt Nagy couldn't couldn't counteract, couldn't couldn't adjust to the game plan that Patton had, and it showed. So I think that that was probably the the show, coming out party and the showcase of the game for me. I think yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, because you want one t- one person. If you didn't, obviously the defense would be it. Yeah. But as a as a whole, but as one person, I agree. Benton had a good game plan all the way around, all the way around. I I think he'd be getting it. I think what sums it up perfectly is the fact that Aaron Rodgers went running up to Petten on the sideline first, and you know we have a defense. Yeah. He was yeah. he was pumped. Yeah, I think. I mean, just to be different, I I know it's one person, but I have to say Smith and Spith Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Good point. Come on, you got to yeah, give it up to them. Fantastic. Both had the hits at the end of the game. I mean, it just looked like we had Sean Jones and Reggie White back out there. It was yeah. great watching pressure on the court. Did you see like the after after the game press conference between the two? Like they wanted to go talk to Zadarius Smith, and he and he refused. Uh, to have the press conference until Preston was ready to go. Like, he wouldn't do it unless they were both there to talk. Right. And Pete, Preston's your guy, right? And Andy, you... you I was like a Darius. I know you were Preston's big on Preston's my guy? Um, oh, yeah, I was big were, on him you before. You were big on yeah. him when... The... Blake's actually my adopted okay. character. So. Yeah, but, yeah, was, no, Preston, that, I, I really did like Preston. Yeah, guy. one thing that was nice about watching the game uh, after already listening and knowing is, you know, I could rewind plays and watch them a few times. Yeah. And there was the one, I see why they want the length where... 
Uh, Trubisky did like a read option to the running back, and Preston Smith came in there, and he was he's arms out. He was able oh, to God. grab the running back and Trubisky. He touched them both because Trubisky kept the ball, but he like completely disrupted the play by like getting just just having a wingspan. Yeah, just yeah. His big arms coming out, <laughs> a Giannis type wingspan. So yeah, I think though yeah, it's all defense. But yeah, they just look like maybe, beasts out there. Maybe like honorable Smith, Darius looks like a monster. It's amazing. Honorable mention game ball for Lafleur first NFL win. I think so. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he did his job. <laughs> yeah, no complaints. I mean, I didn't have to think about him at all. Yeah. So I think that's the good thing. I didn't have any complaints about him, other than his play, his his time management. I was say a timeout. You know, I you know me with the timeouts. It drives me yeah, nuts you, when yeah, if, if you just watch, take a penalty, like if, whatever. If you watch a Packer game with Pete and the Packers start calling, there second. was a there was one timeout which they called on yeah. defense. It made no sense. I was gonna say you can do that crap in the first half. Oh, but the second if, half, and if, even that even that challenge, I'm like, you're not getting that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who told him to call a challenge yeah. on that. That was foolish. I think, the, I think the bad part about it was that it happened right in front of the bench. So yeah, If they use second-half timeouts early, nobody gets more upset of any Packer fan I've ever known than Pete. <laughs> Pete hates that more than anything. Well, like I mean, every, oh, oh, I agree. I think 80% right. of games come down to the last three timeouts, and you need them. So. There's two things Pete hates. Number one, replacement refs. <laughs> oh, I don't blame him. And for number that. two, bad time management by the head coach. Those yeah. replacement refs were so bad. He's got a broken hand. Pete had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> Did you really slap something? Pinky, no, I didn't. Well, it slapped with my fist. <laughs> well, my I slapped my bar a little bit. Oh, I yeah. wasn't. That they, was it, sad. My bar won. <laughs> and, and well, and then they changed everything right after after we lost because right. of it. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. like last year when Clay Matthews got called for hits. All of a sudden, that that penalty three disappeared. Three in a row. He, he the, had that penalty disappeared though. Gone. Gone. Never coming back. All right, so looking ahead to the rest of the season, uh, are there any games you guys are circling now as uh, just tests you want to see for the offense or defense? Uh, Just what you think it's going to show, what the Packers are really made of? Just games like the Chiefs, Cowboys on the road. Yeah. Even Dallas on the road. They're chewing up some yards today. That's one I'm really eyeing up now. That's our next road game is the at Ra- Dallas. The Randall Cobb. Yes. Uh, I, I hated seeing that. Oh. He had a touchdown today. It was a really right, nice. And he did the old drop behind his back. Route. Yeah, that's always sad to see. But, but KC obviously is going to be huge. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's going to be tougher than heck. Yeah, their yeah, defense doesn't scare yeah, me so much. It's just seeing what this defense oh. can do against that offense. Right. Yes. Chargers will be tough. I think they could take that game. Um, but yeah, I think the main ones would be probably even Panthers with CMC. Uh, he's a hell of a running back. Uh, Eagles, Cowboys would be tough. Vikings twice. You got Bears late, so it'll be pretty interesting. You got some cupcakes probably on there, but not not as many as you, as you would think. Even with a what we were third place schedule, right? Yeah. Can I do the the cheap answer? Is like the the two series. So I think uh, we did we did step one is taking care of the Bears, but taking care of the division. Um, kind of showing yeah. up the first half and getting those wins early, but we also finished with them. Uh, we finished with the Bears, Vikings, Lions to end the season. I think you got to take care of those those two in round the road uh, to finish the season. I think those are going to be the biggest tests. Last time we played at Kansas City, it was the only loss of the year, 2011, 15-1. Yeah, I was at the Chiefs trip. game. Uh, I'm going to say 15-1, and one, only lose to the Chiefs. We're doing it again. Do it again. <laughs> I like your attitude. I mean, I we could we could feasibly see two undefeated teams at Chicago. 
I'm, I'm going to say at least undefeated until then. I think they're going to be undefeated until then, and we'll see what happens against not at Chicago. Did I say Chicago? Yeah, I'm at Cowboys. Okay. Oh, at Cowboys. Okay. Oh, Sorry okay. about that. Woo. Okay. Okay. No, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I I try to predict things, and then it comes back to hit me hard in this podcast. So. No, that's that, that's a good point. It could very well could be, and I'm hoping, obviously, mm-hmm. um, undefeated, and we'll see what happens with Dallas. I, I obviously, you, you, we have a better defense, but still, that that Dallas was looking pretty good. I was hoping yeah. Ezekiel Elliott would Elliott would hold out all year, but he doesn't. So, but uh, no, that, it's going to be tough. We'll see if Melvin Gordon comes back when we play them in November. Yeah, because he might be back week six, week eight. They say. Yeah. Yeah, to be. We're going to have to talk to our boy. I think he's got to be what? He's got to be back at least by week 10. He's got to play in or be eligible for what, six games? To, to get, a, get a check, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, to get credit for the credit, year. Yeah. So. Because he wants to get to his free agency year, he's going to have to play. But yeah, the AFC West, I think, other than the Raiders, that's a tougher division to have on the schedule. And the. The NFC East, you don't worry so much about the Giants and Redskins, but Eagles and Cowboys is tough. So just looking at it now, we don't, we don't have a whole lot to go off of. We're only looking at week one, but yeah. I think there's some there's some tough games on the schedule. So I think we really are going to need the defense to be... Uh, to yeah, be... I, yeah, I, I mean, I I've, I worry about the Vikings next week. Yes. Um, I think that's going to be a tough one, and, and I really kind of worry about the Eagles. Yeah. So if if they can somehow get out of that, and still be undefeated, it kind of makes you feel really good about this team. We'll go back to, this was always McCarthy, right? He broke it into quarters. I'd be happy if we were 3-1 and one through the first quarter. I don't think you could complain too much about it. It'd be it. better than a lot of years in years past because we seem to start slow. Yeah. So yeah, it would be had... interesting to be going into. But even, know, even though the next three games are at Lambeau, I mean, None of them are giving me. No, they're not. So, so I remember the last time we talked to you, Frank, that uh, every game at Lambeau is a gift and a joy. But based on the teams that were playing in the home games, which what one are you looking forward to this season uh, to kind of go watch and appear in? Well, and it's not so much the team so much, but I'm going to the Minnesota game. I'm looking forward to it because it's the Bart Starr Memorial. Oh, right, yeah. Memorial mm-hmm. game. Uh, and the alumni guys are there too. There's going to be a lot of old, older guys there, you know, celebrating, if you will, uh, Bart Starr. What trouble are you going to get yourself into? Are you got a hand to shake. You're going to oh. find yourself into some celebratory lunch or something. I, I'm looking forward. To, I'm going to give it my best <laughs> shot. I'll tell you that. But as far as a game, yeah, well, that or the Chicago game because you got you got Philly and Denver, Detroit, Oakland, Carolina, Washington, Chicago. That Minnesota game. For the reason to win our second game against the North and the Chicago game, the last game at home too. So both of those home games, I'm looking forward to those two. I have, I have to, I have to repeat the the story that you you mentioned where you somehow got your way onto the field and stayed there as a ambassador. Ambassador <laughs> is one that I've told numerous people, and they think it's, it's probably one of the best stories. I think of it. Yeah. It's not even mine. Like. If, I'm like I know a guy like you should know a guy. Frank <laughs> I've I've told this I just, is why he's the in the Packer fan hall of fame. Yeah, I, I don't know. They probably should have threw me out if they knew this. <laughs> but that I just told that story to a couple Packer fans uh, when we were up in uh, on vacation, and uh, when I tell it, I t- and it sounds fake, but I I tell it. I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling exactly what happened. You know that uh, I just 
looked around and backed up and uh, got in the group and just did it. Act like you belong. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. I thought I hit the pinnacle when I did that, but uh, not quite. Yeah, when I said uh, we got compliments on that episode, that story in particular was one that came up there yeah. like that. That is an all-time great story. For <laughs> sure. Find yourself out on the field. You're bumping elbows with Bart Starr. And... It, was, it was truly one of the uh, my greatest experiences I've ever had. And it it should have never happened, you know, <laughs> legally or whatever, you know, call it security guard-wise, should have never happened, but it did. And uh, when, like I said before, I tell the story, and I'm not exaggerating. I tell it just the way it happened because I can still see it in my mind because it was so important to me. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great moment. Hey, you're, you're a Hall of Famer now. You should, you should have some stories like that, right? Got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we want to go around and talk about what we predict, final, final record and result. Oh, man. Are you talking end of the year? Correct. Like how far they go in the playoffs as well? Yeah. Mm. Or what, would you, what do you think the end record is going to be, and then what would you claim would be a success? I still think the division's really tough, and I think our schedule's really tough. So after this game, I mean, I'm feeling optimistic, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I would say 10 and 6, but it wins a division. I think it wins a tough division. Uh, I think Minnesota and Chicago are just a little behind that. At least record-wise, that's what I would say. I don't know if you guys are feeling even more optimistic. Drink the Kool-Aid. So winning the division is successful, a success? I think right. so. Before, before the Chicago game, I was thinking 10 and 6. And now I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, I'm going 11 and 5. I think, they'll be, uh, I, th- I think they're going to surprise a lot of people with what we talked earlier about, having a real defense now, mm-hmm. which is huge. Like We haven't had since, like you said, 2010. Yeah. So I, I truly believe our offense will get clicking. I'm not worried about it, but I'm saying 11 and 5. Um, yeah, I, I, 11 and five would be amazing. I think, um, going back, no beginning coach has had a winning record since I don't know when Lombardi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it does get broken by just a game. So I think nine and seven is going to be their, their record, but I think they could be seven and nine. I think the schedule is just tough. Who are you? I know. <laughs> I just, I think, it, I think they're going to have growing pains, for sure. I drink too much Kool-Aid. I, <laughs> I know. I used stuff. to drink the Kool-Aid until the Seahawks game. So uh, That's, that's oh. just... <laughs> no, I know. Really? The, the well, Seah- I mean, that's, I'm being honest. Like, I used to drink it all the time. Like, I used to get so excited and so angry, and now I just can't because... That you're talking the NFC Championship still game? Gonna, yeah. I, I, was championship the, game. I was the same way. I called into work the day after and just moped around my apartment the entire day. And I, you know, and I thought, I shouldn't let the game affect me this much. And since then, I've tried it to not, not build my expectations too high ever where it's going to be crushing. So I do know what you mean. But I, I will I, say, I think they win the division at 9-7. and, seven. and, and I'm, I'm being honest there. I think they're going to all be up on each other. It it is nice that if you you know just looking at the schedule before the season, circling at the Bears is one of the toughest games. To put that as a win, that no, could, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could maybe bump it up a win. I could bump. I could so maybe we'll two see. wins. So we'll ev- see. Every wins. week it'll probably change. Every year I put as a goal <laughs> that I'm going to rewatch that game, just to like don't do whatever. 
Don't. And I can don't. never do it. Yeah. I think Frank has. He's saying don't. Oh. <laughs> don't. No, I, I haven't. There's two <laughs> games I can't watch. It's Super Bowl 32 against Denver. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we're, what, 12, 14-point favorites? Mm-hmm. And there's Elway. I, uh, as soon as I see the commercial, I flip it off because yeah. he's spinning the, the spinning helicopter. Point. And then the Seattle game. I can't I can't do yeah. it. Don't yeah. do it, Andy. You know, I, and trust me. Coincidentally, my dad let me call in school the day after the Super Bowl because I, like, I just can't do it. So maybe he was setting the precedent. These tough Packer losses. Yeah, mean, no. No work. Did. No school the day after. <laughs> That's just the day of moping around. I, w- I was able to get past. Like, we went to the championship game against the Giants. Oh, that, I was home. there, too. That yeah, we all froze. And the... I rewatched that and finally digested it and moved past it. It's just one of those things. I don't know. It was very quiet in the but, corridor you know, after that brutal. game. It was crazy because we were we didn't play well at all. No. And we were going into overtime 2020. We win the flip. I thought, boy, we got a good chance, you know, yeah. go down the field, kick a field goal, get out of here, and go mm-hmm. on to the Super Bowl. It didn't hurt, though. As It hurt, no doubt about it, but it didn't hurt like Seattle or Denver game. I don't know. I've seen those screenshots of, like, he could, like, the Favre when he could have tossed any receiver. They're all out there. It is one and of those. And he chose the one that was in double coverage. When you go back, if you just, I remember that game that Donald Driver had a 90 yard touchdown. And if not for something like that, the offense really did nothing against that D line. The D line just stopped the run. That same D line that went on to beat the Patriots. So, yeah, I think that one, in that regard, it didn't feel like the Packers deserved to win. The Seahawks was, I True. still can't believe they lost that game. They're up like 15 and. They no business losing that. So. All right. So now with that as the precedence. See, now we've all <laughs> guarded ourselves a little bit. <laughs> so, so my prediction for the year. Um, I was originally kind of on the bandwagon of, of eight and eight. I think it's a ten and six team. Um, I'm a little I'm a little more optimistic now after seeing that you get rid, you get you knock down one of the the tough division rivals in their own house. I think that that kind of sets a precedence of what the team's capable of. Um, but they, like you said, there's some tough games um, that we're gonna face. So, and plus. You gotta set some level of expectation that this is the first year of of Lafleur's offense, so there's gonna be some definite growing pains and frustrations. I was just pleasantly surprised with what this defense did and what they could be capable of this I year. I think the big thing with the NFL is who gets injured, when do they get injured, and who backup True. wise comes in and, and steps up. So we already saw that. There's a huge thing with that. We saw a team lose their starting quarterback maybe yeah. for the season today. Nick right. Foles broke his collarbone. Tyreek Hill yeah, got, got hurt. I've been there. Gardner Minshew came in. Gardner, <laughs> all right. Gardner Minshew yeah. the second right. is uh, starting. That's NFL. a quarterback. Yeah, it still looks so, like yeah, a you never Peele. know. I guess my my thought going into the season was I tried to just think about this as you know there could be growing pains because we haven't had change like this in when? Uh, 12. <laughs> 12 years, is it? Yeah. 06? To switch head coaches, but then we also... 12, 13 years. Yeah. Cleared out so much of the coaching staff. I know Pettin was there last year, which I think that is a big deal. Huge. The fact that this is the second year. But yeah, I wondered how long it might take them to kind of figure things out. And Lafleur just to get a feel for being a head coach. But I'm I'm feeling more and more optimistic kind of each day. Each day since that win. Well, well if you have a Trent Dilfer make it to a Super Bowl and, <laughs> oh and win, I mean, we got to be able to do it up yeah. with an Aaron Rodgers first year. He had a heck of a defense. So, so all you're all saying, saying we got to be the 2000 <laughs> Ravens and we can do it? All right. Well, and I apologize. I'm losing my thought, but we're talking about um, um, first year coaching and stuff. But what I saw 
and obviously again it's only the first game but i saw guys having fun yeah i yes. saw aaron obviously had a blast but guys in the in the locker room they showed it and they just they were having fun they were more like a team mm -hmm. than i've seen in a few years you yeah. know maybe 2010 or 13 14 or whatever but it's been a many a few years where they look like they're having fun and they look like a, a team that wanted to yeah. keep on going and doing this. That's a great point because I, I actually wrote that down in my notes is that Aaron Rodgers seemed looser all camp. Which is, and which is pretty amazing. Even like he's looser coming into it and even had a good, had fun in the game where he got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Like what? He gets sacked eight times? Mm -hmm. yeah, Something like that, like getting blown up. And like you saw him out there, he was doing stuff. He's joking around with Lafleur. Like I just saw the clip where he pretended like a football was about to hit Lafleur in the head, and he goes just to make him duck. <laughs> and then he's like kind of shoving him and laughing. And it seemed like he rubbing really, his shoulder. He really does, yeah. Like have a good relationship with Lafleur, and maybe it's motivated by he wants to prove, you know, things were stale last year with McCarthy. I don't know all those stories that yeah. come out. You don't, don't know, know what to believe, but he's it's a very smart guy. It's at least nice to see, though, that Aaron Rodgers seems kind of rejuvenated by this change. That he's really, he's really feeling maybe as good as he has in a while. I mean, yeah, he has that that mustache is going to be on everything <laughs> for the rest of the year. So that's what. And <laughs> Minshew has the same mustache. <laughs> nice picture. So, so does Vrabel. Uh, we saw Vrabel, the yeah. Tennessee head coach. Yeah. Yeah. The year of the mustache. The but rejuvenated, like you said, yeah. though. I, I thought that. Early on, that even when they hired him, not you know, and going through the uh, training camp and stuff, that it gave him something because he is so smart, mm -hmm. he's amazingly intelligent. That it gave him more of an incentive and more of a challenge to be, you know, this is something new, and I can really put a challenge in this and and really make it a better, a good team and be better at it. And I I think just new plays and the whole attitude. I love it. I, I think it's great. Yeah, that's a great point. Challenge. That's he wants to be challenged, and he wasn't challenged the last couple of years with with this offense or or Mac in in general, probably. And I mean, it is what it is. Mac was a great coach. I, I'm not going to knock Mac Absolutely or anything. Right. I loved him as a coach. I think he he had his shortfalls, but I think it was more of the personnel at times. So and it is what it is. I mean, he he might be a coach in another day but we've seen this time after time where things just get stale yeah. when a coach has been around for a decade plus yeah. like so. Belichick. oh wait no oh yeah Except no, for him, wrong well, the patriot way he doesn't he <laughs> doesn't count they're they're the outlier God, i just want to face him in the super bowl I I want that's what i'm saying yeah let's like do it. this bring him out right we'll do it i, I well, want the patriots yeah i'm calling them i out. like it. i want the patriots all right well if but they're, they're here they hear you well, Gronk, put, Gronk listens we'll put together a really good like coaching staff the 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 hackett hiring from Jacksonville, even though that doesn't seem like a great one, but he did great things um, with Blake Bortles, and I think that was kind of the mo coming out of there. Was he was really an intellectual offensive coordinator and really could challenge people. He just didn't have the right personnel, so I mean that was kind of a good fit, and I think you kind of see that now. It's just going to be interesting to see it, and all things great now because we pulled out that win. What's it going to be like when we lose? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and it was great to see Lafleur because I was worried about that because he seemed a little bit like a pushover. I mean, he seemed when he got first got hired, he seemed yeah, super nice. excited and whatever else. Didn't seem to like kind of like own the room as much, but I think my turning moment where I really kind of enjoyed it was when he called out the reporters when they kept asking about the audible thing, and he like just said, "How many times are we going to talk about this guy? Yeah. Like, what do I need to say to you to get he, you to shut up about?" He really the audible? just needs to take a p a page from Bilicek and Popovich yeah. and their interviews and just be like them. Just 
because he, he can get awkward. Like when he talks, he can kind of get awkward. He like his head moves too fast. His brain is moving so fast, and the words aren't coming out right. right. I know how he feels. I yeah, I talk the that. same way. And somehow so, we have a podcast, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it happens. <laughs> well, going back, Mike to ed- your- edits it. Mike edits all my <laughs> we'll nonsense. Out. This all like this will be none. Sparkly. It'll be zero of me talking. Really, really, Pete's talks 90% of the time, but when it comes out, he's really down to like five. <laughs> yeah, first thing I do when I edit is mute Pete's microphone. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> then, yeah. Going back to Aaron real quick, though, if you remember, it really, and I apologize, I can't remember the coach, his his quarterback coach's name, but he was very upset that he lost his oh, quarterback ben coach. Pelt, yeah. Yeah, ben and then Pelt. he came back and got a new guy and, you know, he'll work with him and do it. But I think, and then with McCarthy, kind of, like you said, who knows what was really going on, but kind of stale. I think that quarterback coach even made him not have the the thrill or the challenge to to really go ahead out, out and play the best he could because he's the smartest man in the room. He can Let's be, just admit it. He's yeah. probably the smartest. Aaron Rodgers dominated Celebrity Jeopardy. They said anytime they play any game like involving like trivia or they got into that Settlers of Catan, oh, which yeah. is like a strategy wow. game for a while. They say Aaron takes like that stuff really seriously. He wants to be the best. He, he wants, wants to, to like, win. Yeah, he wants to. He, that's why he's a great NFL quarterback. He's so competitive. And he, that's why he still doesn't talk to his brother because <laughs> he lost one time when they were ten <laughs> at marbles or something. Yeah. If it's Je- Celebrity Jeopardy, if it's a board game, if it's NFL, he wants to win. He doesn't ever want to lose. And hey, some of the greats are like that. They said Michael Jordan couldn't. He right. couldn't resist any competition. He wanted to beat everybody. At golf, poker, basketball. I wonder if he, and ever... he kept track of it. Yeah, I guess that's the, the scary part about that. I don't know if I told this story, and it just it locked in my mind. When, I think it was the second or third year we played. Uh, it was, I think it was Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Brett obviously starting, and uh, a timeout was called, but this ball was already snapped, and Brett had the ball like the Statue of Liberty play standing there, and a fan. Why they called the timeout? Because a fan was running on the field. Mm-hmm. He stole the football from Brett. All right. So years later, I'm talking years later. They talked about that. I think we might have played Cincinnati. Talked to Aaron about that play. Mm-hmm. He remembered that play. He remembered what was called. He wasn't even on the field. <laughs> you know how can how it just blows my mind. I know he's super intelligent, but I'm thinking how how do you remember all this stuff? I it's amazing. Yeah, I can't but, even remember what I wore yesterday. <laughs> I think that was even like the the allure and, and obsession with McVeigh was like when you would see in interviews and you would be talking about, hey, do you know what happened, whatever, and he could recall a play, what the option was, and whatever else when he was back in Washington. So I guess it's just amazing I, like how people can recall and, and have that photographic memory like that. It's 60, 70 plays, and you're going to remember that one from five, six years ago, right. or whatever. It's going to become whatever McVeigh touches turns to gold, right? That's what I'm. I'm hoping. Yeah, we're all open, right? Yeah, yeah, us and the Bengals, but I think we're we're winning on that one. There you go. <laughs> hey, they hey they put up a fight today. They lost they by did. one in Seattle, and without their star wide receiver, I have, I have bitter grapes because I have Joe Mixon and they benched him for disciplinary reasons. Yeah. Probably should have got <laughs> yeah. jerks. You should have probably got like any of my players. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> so when you talk when you talk to Andrea about going, you're like, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna hang out with the boys and do a podcast. What does she say? <laughs> She's excited for it. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's awesome. She yeah, really right. is. She's happier than all get out. Not because I'm leaving the house. Because I get to, to get to be <laughs> Finally, Frank's out of the house. I can do something. And I can talk to people about the game a little bit. I, Andrea gets sick of hearing my stuff. So, uh, oh, we never get sick of it. Maybe we have to have her on the podcast, get her analysis. That's the thing. Oh, boy. When what, you is, have, what is her prediction on the season? 
I, you know, I haven't asked her. I'll have to get. I haven't. I haven't asked her. But Just I'll tell to you go. what. A, 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 a dumb story. You can cut it or whatever. But when when I when we got married and stuff and watching games, she would not watch games. She hated football. And uh, our nephews were playing RYS football. They're seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And we. Went I was gonna to, say, did she not know you before? <laughs> she she knew me, but she just didn't like watching the games with me. But at we went to every game on Saturday. Like we went to three, four games a, uh, every Saturday. We we went and supported uh, the nephews, and had a blast. Well, she learned football watching RYS football. It's a little bit slower, and I and I and explained some things to her, you know. And when I knew that she loved football, was the Packers played like a noon game. It was uh, Sunday, three o'clock. I'm they're done. They won. I said, I got to go mow the yard and get this done before work on Monday. Well, I got done. I come back in, and the TV was on the second game. And I thought, oh, she must be sleeping or doing something. <laughs> and she's in there intently watching the second game that well, the nice. Packers weren't even on. I go, oh, she's finally come around. And it was really a, a changing moment in our life. Did you tell her, like... <laughs> Honey, I've never loved you more than I do right at this moment. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> Been there. But it 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 it, it was uh, it's really nice having her watch with me and obviously we got the uh the green the green uh package or the gold package and uh I think that helped a lot too but the ROAS football watching it and learning football I think that's what a lot of non-football fans they don't get the game. Right. And you don't and, and I think that helped a lot, and that oh man solidified our marriage. No, we were <laughs> I'm teasing, um, but it 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 was that's what did it, and it was that moment when she's watching the second game that didn't mean any, who knows what did he, who it even was, but right. it wasn't the Packers. But I, I loved it; it was awesome. Well, even, yeah, that's great. Even I was like, so my wife like grew up with all of us, right? And mm-hmm. and I think she kind of knew like <laughs> I love football, and that I don't think she knew to what degree between. Yeah. Like just the way the super fans get together and and kind of conjugate every Sunday in that and kind of rotate from house to house, but but even like the fantasy aspect of it, like how big a deal that thing is, because we just had our draft and uh, she's like, oh, I think we want to want to go do like it's usually because usually Memorial Day weekend, right? So we usually do the Saturday Labor Memorial Day, Labor, or Labor Day weekend. weekend. Sorry, so we do Labor Day weekend, and she's like, ah, oh, it'd be good to get away with the kids. I'm like, no, I can meet you up there, <laughs> but I'm out. I'm out. Pretty, I'm out. I'm out pretty, Saturday. Pretty sure. Pretty, pretty sure. sure. Busy that weekend. You know, pretty, pretty you sure. know though, your wife had to know uh, on your wedding day when we did pictures that just of Packer oh, yeah. jerseys. We all brought Packer jerseys. Everybody in the yeah, wedding that's party. That's fantastic. To have just some separate pictures of the guys all like yeah, I remember that a couple. Now. And the and the joke of it was is like like I I put the point out to do it, but some didn't have it. And I think the other joke was that half of that picture, half those jerseys were mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, did, you I, I handed them out. There's enough jerseys to share. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah. So it's just a. It's just a crazy friend. I think Kelly's the same way. Like. Yeah. I don't she think... she doesn't watch because she gets too worked up. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't watch just as yeah, much. Too nerve wracking. She gets too nerve. Yeah. She yeah. My mom would say that about to my dad and me. She's like, I don't know how you watch when it's like the game's on the line in the fourth quarter and it all comes down to one play like she just has to like she used to hate she used to hate basketball even like not too long ago i think and we watched i watched every bucks game last year and at the end of the season she was watching with me and i was like Mm -hmm. you thought you hated basketball she's like no i like it i'm like "Eh." that's "Eh." because the first time we had a really exciting team in a while yeah so but yeah she 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 doesn't watch much but 
It's rubbing off a little bit. A little bit. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we love to have you on, Frank, is we're all so into the Packers. All four of us here, people we know that sometimes it's like, I can just talk Packers for hours with about anything, and it's like, don't you run out of stuff to talk about? No, never. No. Well, <laughs> no. the, so the joke of life is right. You try to aspire to like find what you're trying to do to inspire to something. Get to where you be great at what you're doing and then try to aspire to something better. So we thought, like, hey, we're super fans. We're really great pack fans. We think we're really good, right? And then we we hear and meet about and, and, and hear this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, hear all the, cra- the crazy and fun stories that, that Frank has. And then he makes the ultimate pinnacle. And it's like, we aren't even remotely right. Packer oh, fans. You'll, you'll get That's there. What, it's an about. honor. Yeah, you're like the legend, Frank. Uh, we're, just, we're just Packer fans in training. That's what <laughs> right. we learned. Yeah, like, like I think like Mike and Commissioner Nick made the first big big step where they took years out of their life to go move to Green Bay. We did. My, yeah, I'm friend Nick, jealous. We uh we just finished college and we had this talk one night and like a Saturday night we're like, you know, we could just use our degrees and go get jobs, get married, have children, do normal life stuff. Yeah, right. And we're like, what if we just put that off for one more year? We move to Green Bay. We go to every game and every day of training camp, and we'll just figure it out job-wise. About, about a week later, we're uh, signing a lease for an apartment. We, we didn't miss a single day of training camp. We found jobs to fit around our schedule <laughs> to at, working at night. And even if they didn't, you made them fit around your schedule? <laughs> yeah, we went to every single day of training camp. We would like take notes. Uh, and then we, we went to, we didn't make it to every game that year, depending on how expensive it were, but I think we went to five games. But you watched them at the bar then, right? Yeah. We'd, we'd yeah. always do something for them. So yeah, it was a, it was a lot dedication. of fun. That's dedication. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah so now I, I have great stories. You're, you're I, don't, there. <laughs> I don't regret, I don't regret uh, it at all. I tell that to people. Some people are shocked when they hear that. <laughs> well, really we went to family night. My, well, my dad, it was the first time we went to family night together with my dad and my brother. And uh, that was your guys' first night there. We had moved you, in. I don't like, even think. Did you move in? We took all... I don't know. You had newspapers all over you. You were laying in the atrium. <laughs> well, it was cold, and we couldn't find our blankets. They were packed away, oh, right. so we just brought newspapers. Yeah, it was raining, so... We, we moved in that afternoon, and we actually rushed. We didn't unbox it. We just got everything in the apartment. We Put closed the door and locked jersey. it and went to Lambeau. So we came home to just pie, everything piled up in the living room. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a great moment. All. Good times. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you a quick, quick story again. Yeah, please. I got a few. But uh, when the, the Packers had the bill signing with uh, um, for 2001 or two, whenever it actually was, and the, to, to expand the stadium, I got up and I got Andy up and we drove up there. And uh, they're going to let the people, I read somewhere, that they're going to let the fans on the field for the bill signing. Well, we got up there, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning up to Lambeau, and I sat at the steps waiting. I was the first one in the field, <laughs> and no. I was heaven. Not first shocked. Time, <laughs> not shocked. First time I'm going to be on Lambeau, I, I ran down, and I fell on the ground on purpose and kissed Lambeau Field, and there's, <laughs> there's actually a picture of me doing this in one of the Packer books. Oh, but man. I was That's amazing. I, I was... Uh, I was I'm so into it. Even just a bill signing, I had to be there, you know, and and get there at three in the morning and sit for like five hours until it even thought about opening up. I don't remember when it opened, but uh, it, it, that's that's why what I do, and I was very happy that my wife put up with me because she went up. She's sleeping in the van. I'm on the steps waiting to get in. But uh, I, I'm very honored and lucky that uh, she's a Packer fan now too. But that bill signing that was. It was just an important thing, and and uh, 
like I said, though, the main thing was that I was going to get a Lambo, and that was the first time ever. So I thought, oh, I got a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Shocked. Proud. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Definitely. You're probably the first one in line by a few hours, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to admit that the Titletown District is amazing. My family loved it. We, I took my family for the first time. We went as a family to a game. Um, took a picture of you, obviously, way down there. I was way up top, but but that title town, I I imagine that grass that they have there is nearly the same. That grass is amazing there. Like I'm like, oh, I gotta get this in my house. But yeah, no, it it I love the title town. What do you think of that? I, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, I, you know, I was kind of worried about it. I I'll, I'll got two stories, but. I think it's a good way, obviously, to make money. And that's what the NFL, uh, Packers, yeah, this yeah. is their money. They don't have to share it with anybody. And it's a year-round event now. So families can go up there. And we went sledding down the hill last winter, you know, and had a blast. And they just keep adding stuff. And it, yeah. it's getting more and more exciting. Um, but the only bad thing that I see happening, when Bob Harlan was the president, it just, just seemed like it was more of a, a family atmosphere. And now, nothing against them, and I know that's what the NFL's there for, to make money. It just seems like it's more corporate than it, than it was. Yeah. And I was really happy with Bob Harlan. It's just a nice older grandpa running it, and, 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 uh, and it just made you feel good. And now it's, again, it's just corporate. And I, 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 so- I know what you mean. I felt that way when they redid the pro shop. I know they brought in someone from like New York who had right design shops like downtown or around times square and i felt like it lost a little bit of a small town charm it felt a little different it it didn't feel quite like the the way you think of the packers being this unique smaller town team but like you said they do have to make money that's yeah. ultimately the goal with uh some of this stuff they gotta stay profitable they gotta have enough money in their rainy day fund if there's a lockout like they've said and so that was kind of interesting i think i i, I reached out to you just because my uncle transferred his stock to me so i, so I became like the packer owner so when i when the mess first came, step to the hall of fame yeah, yeah. so the so the first it. time is the shareholder meeting came out and i'm like i don't know like people to really go to these things or whatever i'm like but i feel like i gotta go and i really want to go to monica <laughs> my wife's like well you gotta go and i'm like are you coming with and she's like she really wanted to go but she was kind of prepping for like the new be a new teacher or whatever else so she had a bunch of stuff to do in the in the summer and uh so we go up there but i i, f- I feel the same way like the district's really awesome and it feels kind of corporate but at the same time you kind of especially those meetings they talk about a lot of stuff like the plans that they have and like the title town homes which did you pick yours out yet yeah we <laughs> ordered it it right. should be built in about uh two years oh man <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what those are gonna cost. anyway yeah. yeah but what's interesting is i feel like a lot of fans like want to see these things happen now they're moving the draft to different like, communities and, and different cities and things like that like they want green bay to be a part of it and the age old thing is like there's not enough accommodations to account for it or you want to see a super bowl now they did in new york open air like that that now leads the door open potentially for green bay i don't know if that'll ever happen but like i think they're trying to build this up in the community and have this this place that can accommodate so green bay is a football mecca and it puts on the map for bigger than just like us so I'm going to be ecstatic the day that the draft is going to come because I, I feel like that's going to happen. I think it's the first step. The draft's going to yeah. be in Green Bay and I'm going to be there and it's going to be awesome. But at the same time, I think they're doing it rather well. They're trying to pay homage to the historical aspect. Like you talked about it, like having the sledding hill and things like that. Like they also, like friends of mine that live up in Green Bay, they talk about how they, they almost on a weekly basis, they took their uh, kids and stuff like that and they hung out because they had barbecues and a movie night. 
and the right and you have at the back set you have movie night outdoor movie and the back set's lambo field like you don't see that in any yeah. other so yeah. while I, I i do agree they're, they they have to grow and, and it's kind of like the age and it's unfortunate um you kind of long for some of the yesteryear stuff like i remember going to like packer games and going to packer pro shop and i get actual mm-hmm. game jerseys. i still have one mm-hmm. like some reject player that didn't make it past like week two of, of training camp and jerseys right <laughs> And like it was the best thing I had. I had it to this day. My, my it's like couldn't believe I still had it. I'm like I have it. it goes under my knees even like now, and I'm ginormous. I can't even imagine what these guys actually wear for real sizes. But you don't have that stuff anymore. But at the same time, I feel like they're still trying their best to make it a, a family atmosphere. Because I think at the core, I think that's what Green Bay is going to be. But they're going to have to make these improvements if you're going to stay stay pace. They the have NFL. to. They got to make money. And and you're probably right. I, I just I don't know. He's kind of spoiled with uh, Bob Harlan and that whole crew, but. Uh, you're probably right. It, it it isn't. They got the family atmosphere, like you said. They got the skating. You got sledding. You got the football field, and it, it's a fun time for kids to go up there and enjoy it. But uh, it just feels a little different to me. Maybe again, I'm old school. Getting no, old. I it's, agree. Yeah. It still feels crazy to me. Even with the, with the, we had a lot of new faces this year, right? Lafleur is all new. His coaching mm-hmm. staff is new. A lot of new players in free agency. It's, it always gives you like chills or whatever when you hear them talk about how crazy it was to have a practice in front of 80,000 people yeah, and, and coming off a not great season. Like I think even when like the shareholder meeting, they like said it was, a, it was a down year and I was, and it was my first time there and I go in there. I'm like, this is a down year. <laughs> yeah. You, it was I mean, crazy. You get some of these players who went to smaller colleges. They've never been in front of 80,000 people in their life. And then they come to a practice and like, they're like, this is unbelievable. Which you have like Zadarius Smith, for example, he was in Baltimore. That's a pretty big like football town or whatever else. Yeah. They had a lot of success and like there's a lot of hype around their teams. And then you come here and he's like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Eugene Robinson in 96, the the family night, before his family night, it was just a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eugene Robinson said after the scrimmage, he said he could not believe that at the time there's 50,000, 60,000 people to watch a scrimmage, a practice. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. That would never happen and would have never happened in Seattle at the time. But uh, that's exactly right. The new guys can't believe what goes on in Green Bay. The, the fanaticism. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? No. We'll but just the, say it. Sure. Oh, we, we say stuff that's not words. Okay, constantly. thanks. All of my words aren't words. <laughs> Yeah, and but I think Mark I, Mark Murphy, one of the things he had said once before was just they have one of the biggest fan bases in the country and the world, so he wants this a place that can re- reflect and accommodate all those people coming in to, to see the Packers. Anything else you want to talk about, promote, anything going on? Say hi to? My wife and, uh, and family and friends, and thank again what you had mentioned in earlier and about the Community Service Award that just blows my mind, but... What a great community we live in, and I want to thank all the people that came out and supported that. Um, it just it blows my mind. I, I can't believe it. And uh, thank the Community State Bank for doing this. Uh, it, it just um, shows what a great place we live in. I, I can echo that. I, I think it's amazing. Once I heard about it, I couldn't think of a different person like you'd want kind of representing the community and, and obviously a great award, and, and bravo to the Community State Bank for doing that. I do have one more question. I just thought of it. You were the ambassador for the the county fair, like the Packers. Did you get the to Packers. introduce? How was that? It wasn't as exciting or whatever I thought it was going to be. I was kind of more, not that I wanted to be in the front ground, but I thought I'd be more involved with it. But it was it was very enjoyable. Um, the The first Wednesday with Santana, I had a blast. 
the only bad thing that I saw about that whole experience was they were in a bad place at the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. They were in the way back. There wasn't a lot of people coming through. I knew it was Wednesday, but still, there was nobody around. Thursday was a little bit better, but... You know, they got to do what they got to do, but it was a fun time. I, I, like I said, I talked to Santana and uh, I asked him oh, why we lost Super Bowl 32, and he basically said the same thing that Dorsey said. But, um, and then Nick Collins was great. The only bad thing personally I had going on, I was stayed out in the sun too long and I got a temperature of 100.6 or something Ooh. because of it. So I missed uh, Friday and then Sunday. But other than that, it was it was very enjoyable watching, especially with the little kids out there. It was it was great. I was like, we went we went on uh, Sunday, I believe, with all because we did the we did the we did the shareholder thing and things like that. But the Sunday we got to see Nick Collins, and it was fun. Uh, my kids really enjoyed it, and it was it was fun. Like my son Trenton like went up and actually had a conversation with him for a little bit. He was just so personable and talked about it, and 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 Trenton actually I was a little. I didn't know what he was going to ask. He's like, I have a question for him. I'm like, oh, no, this could go any, either way. And he asked him uh, how he felt about not playing football again after his injury and if he really oh. wanted to play again. That's, and I'm like, I'm like ooh. I'm does, like, does Trenton want to be on the podcast? That's, that's right. That's a great question. Tough question. <laughs> so I was like. Did he have the I was, phone I was, I was rolling? Like, bro- like, did you get I was that like, bro- I was tape? Like, Mandy, I was pretty on. proud. I'm like, that's a pretty like well-formulated yeah. and thoughtful. Because he, he didn't really know who Nick Collins. Because, I mean. When Nick Collins was a big deal, like he was, we were just born, right? So he the yeah, Super he had Bowl a touchdown right? in the Super Bowl t- two thousand eleven, right? So mm-hmm. he like he, so we talked about that, and I, I showed him a couple of clips of him, and like we like whatever, and he's like, and why didn't you play? He didn't play very long, and I told him about the injury he had, and so that's what kind of led to it. So he t- asked him that question, and it, Nick Collins was like, he he did a good like he because you go either way, you could like I don't really want to answer that, or that's kind of yeah. controversial, like how it happened, because there's a little bit of controversy back because I think he wanted to come back he, and kind of he pack. tried really hard yeah to come back. And he just and he came back with he's like that's a great question little man he's like sometimes you get the point in your life where you realize that the football is not everything like I have my whole life to live and I had I accomplished a lot I was blessed to be able to be part of a Super Bowl winning team and I realized that I had a long heart to heart with my family and we decided the best thing for me was to not play again but he's like it helps to be part of an organization a franchise that allows you to be still part of the family whether you got to play or not that was a good way of spinning it yeah and whether he was i mean i'm assuming he's pretty honest because he's still really heavily involved and uh he does a lot of things with green bay but it was a pretty pretty good answer and i think like trent really enjoyed that time getting that close to him and it wasn't as busy like you said so i think it allowed for more of the one-on-one time mm-hmm. um but you're right i wish they would have had a little bit more prominent especially in the in this community yeah, it's so the fair was down. The fair, the fair attendance was quite a bit down this, yeah, this past year, busy. and it wasn't any rain at, like normally. But Nick Collins, real quick on the Saturday, he talked about that that it took him over two years to make that decision because he wanted to really come back and play, yeah. no doubt about it. But it took him over two years to really get it in his head, and it still hurts him, I'm sure, to to understand that. I've got two, at least two young boys. He he brought them. Yeah, they're and fun. they're going to be playing football. I'll tell you, <laughs> but. Uh, that I have a family and that I have a life because if I, it won't take much of a hit for me to maybe be paralyzed. And I, I want to take care of my family and be with them and be able to play and talk with them and uh, enjoy life with them. Yeah, football's a harsh game for sure. I mean, it took, a, took its toll on me. I'm not saying I had injuries like that, but, but yeah, I've only played in high school and I had enough back injuries that I still have back issues. So it's like, it, it, it's a tough game. I can't believe they your, play your cousin that long, who to be played, honest. Your cousin who played college? My cousin football, played college at uh, lacrosse, got, so he's got shoulder not, issues the rest of his life. So 
Yeah, it just it just happens, you know. Football's a rough game, and and the guys who make it to that pinnacle, uh, it's great that they just make it because not a lot the of odds guys, are they're not. Odds are, but it's crazy. Of. You see the it's this time and time again with the Packers. Like if you if you if you're part of the Packer family and you do it the right way, like yeah. the, the organization takes care of you long oh, after yeah. you're playing days. Yeah. You, see what, you see it with, like, the way Bart Starr was still involved a long time. Nitschke yeah. did his thing when he was still part of it. You still have Kramer that's heavily involved in part of Don the Don Driver. Like, Driver's a big deal. Yeah. You see Antonio Freeman from time to time. Leroy Butler still does Gilbert stuff around Brown. Santana. Yeah. Still does a crazy thing. Gilbert talks to this day. Nick Collins is part of it. Now you have um, John Kuhn as part of, like, their he's new media thing. Now, he's yeah. Down, yeah, so he's... He's down doing like the he's part of the radio crew now. Yeah, does he's that the stuff. He hosts stuff. Yeah. I think he's the heir apparent probably to like Larry McCarran when he finally decides oh, not yeah. to be a part I of it. That. It's but just yeah. amazing how they just still like be part of it and still part of the family. Hundred so, so. one years were more special than this goofy hundred years. <laughs> yeah, so, get that. go. That's nothing. A bunch of jokes. Can't be hundred years old. Hundred one patch on there. Yeah. yeah. Wife's like, why don't they have a? Why don't Packers have a patch? Because it was it was last. We're older. We're better. We we did it last year. I was like, I'll hold my beer. We'll do this one more year. I can't you. wait till the movie comes out. Uh, I think, gosh, I just read it, and I apologize. It was October 15th or November 15th that the movie's coming out, and then Cliff Crystal's going to have the 100-year book coming out, yep. too. I can't wait to, to watch that and to read the book. Uh, it, yeah, I, you, you missed that at the shareholder meeting. Oh. The, the, the hard press on that. Hard press on that. Promoting, they, it, yeah. yeah, promoting it, and then the hard press about... Uh, Promoting the CBA, that was a pretty. They said it. He said it numerous times yeah, throughout the thing. Like we got the up, CBA yeah. coming up, and and we've never had a CBA that's been as advantageous to not only the players, owners, but you, the fans. I and then they, and right. they talked about their financials, about how they have basically a year's worth of leeway ready to go, just in case something happens. Something. Well, like, oh something man, this is gonna happen. be brutal. <laughs> they get the best thing going, so don't screw it up. Right. You know, think about what you're doing when you sign these contracts or present them. You got the best thing going in the world as far as sports. Mm-hmm. NASCAR was trying to come up a little bit and baseball years ago, which is all all good, but not even close to what the NFL is. So you yeah, can't yeah. don't screw it up. Right. You yeah. know, NBA's coming. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard because you, you. You, you keep hearing these comparisons. We talked this at, at Command Nauseam a few podcast episodes before, but it's hard for these these guys where they talk about the highest paid like receiver, for example, is like the what hundredth. Or maybe not quite that low, but 50th highest paid player comparison in the NBA. And it's just different. I mean, you have NBA with its team of five. So I mean, the sixth man with the same amount of like like salary cap it's space. It's just the money. Julio Jones just signed for about $22 million a season. He's the highest paid mm-hmm. per season receiver. I think Eric Gordon, the Rockets' sixth man, is making about that. I mean, yeah. that's just the way basketball Bledsoe. goes. You have the best NBA players making forty-five million right. a year. You have the best NFL players. The know, only thing I can see, cause, I mean, like you said, we talked about this in that kind of a nausea, and we feel for them. Just like they're they're, they're gladiators, they're real life gladiators, and they put their careers and lives online, and they're very short lived. Like you can have an NBA careers, so you can play well into your like thirties, and some play get to the pinnacle of their forties. But the only thing I could see happening or, or advocate for is. Some of these players, especially positions, so running back in particular, you kind of seen players hold out, and we talked about that, where you have Ezekiel Elliott, and then you had Le'Veon Bell, and you're seeing Melvin Gordon do it now. I could see something change where they get more guaranteed money up front. Like that position, or maybe talk about from a position-position perspective, that maybe they get more money up front just because their careers are so much... The like, beatdown they take is amazing. Like I was talking to Mike earlier today, how Aaron Jones, I don't know how that guy gets up, but then a quarterback can't get up from one hit. <laughs> Like yeah. he's he's running, like running. This quarterback's running, and he can barely get up. 
Like Aaron Jones gets bent backwards and he just gets up fine. Yeah, we're going full. Just circle. crazy talking about Aaron Jones hitting some of those holes so hard, <laughs> right. and then having a linebacker and he's, waiting. For and him. he's undersized. Like, oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, talk about that stuff. I I kind of look back at like Ron Dane. The, he, the we wore him out at Wisconsin. Oh, I yeah. mean, he went to the Giants and stuff, and and was okay. But yeah, Thunder we, and Lightning. Yeah, we got fun. him beat up at, yeah. at Wisconsin. Used him probably 70, 80, 90 percent of the time. So he was done before mm-hmm. he started. Plus, that was a different body type. Like that was a oh guy that you, could, you could do. You could do that in college, and the and the line that he had. I think the the big story <laughs> of all these running backs we produce. One, yeah, they're really good, and they talk about it. But you can even Melvin Gordon talked about a little bit in the conversation we had before the podcast. It was like he had line like be comparable to any like NFL, NFL yeah. line yeah. and you're going up against a, a much undersized like front defensive line so I, I think that so when you I think with a lot of that especially around Dane's time not that we'll have the breakaway and probably long like long term speed I think any one of us could have pretty good yards per carry with, with the front <laughs> line that Ron Dane had during those years at Wisconsin uh, no. I wouldn't make I'll it take, through the I'll line I'll take that at that age, I could probably get a few. Hey, I could strap it on. Hey, Andy. Left tackles are faster than me in the 40. <laughs> Andy and me were tossing the football around today with uh, with Trenton. We're, we're still we're still killing it. We still it. got it? Yeah, we still got I'm it. I, zipping it. I, I was I, zipping it in yeah, there. Just, I'm glad I wasn't there. I would have threw out my shoulder so fast. Did I mean, you break a finger or anything? Uh, I came close to jamming my thumb on one. I'm pretty sure he did on one catch. Like He, <laughs> he, got, he didn't quite get the diamond out. He got the fingertips in there. Yeah. <laughs> and what, one that you launched all the way across the yard, he needed. He kind of trapped it against the shoulder, and it did. It caught him right in the cheek, the point of the football. <laughs> oh. I think that one had to hurt, but he didn't want to show that. Oh, it, no. He kept coming back from one. Yeah, he's always up no, I'm fine. Anytime you ask, like, whoa, where, did that one get you? No, I'm fine. Well, now that we claim that we're going to wrap it up and we don't, I think we're going we're gonna to let Frank go. Yeah. Thank you. Back. Thank you for having me. I, oh, I really well, do appreciate it. Open invitation. Very intelligent young man that can talk about anything with the Packers and sometimes the Brewers and the Bucks, whatever, any sport. But you guys are very intelligent, very nice young men, and I uh, appreciate you uh, even inviting me. Oh, we'll, we'll pay you. Later. Thanks. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you got that 20? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have said any better myself. No. So the editing software, we do not pay anybody, nor do Wh- we get what? paid. That's, that's not my contract. So. <laughs> yeah, if we want to have Frank on again, we just gotta call his agent. Call and Andrea. He, that's my yeah. Name. yeah. So if you got, if you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure you uh, click the download button and five star reviews. That's or if they have any questions for Frank in the future, send yeah. them to the mailbag. Yeah, we'll have Frank on frequently. Whenever you want to come on, man. If that's all right with you guys. Oh, by all means. I love this. This is great. Well, here's how it'll go. The better the Packers season is going, probably the more likely you're going to come on. Or I think either way, the opposite. We have more to rant about. Yeah. But again, thank you. Seriously, I appreciate it very, very much. Open invitation. Welcome anytime. So with that, you guys got anything else? I think we're good. Until we see you next time. Thanks again, Frank. Goodbye, everybody. Go Pack Go. <laughs> you gotta have to bleep that out. I got my first bleep. Don't worry, last minute of your talk it's cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on him, I haven't been recording the whole time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website 
questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, Cozy with a K, Junior, J-R. Please consider leaving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know. 